0: Log Talk Radio Urban Glory Radio Simply Glorious
1: Just for me You paid it all Now I know my worth And I just want to praise you And give you thanks For all that you've done Lord, I'm so amazed
2: to John chapter 14 verses 11 through 13 where Jesus commanded uh, us to receive him for the very works. And if we received him, the works that he did we will do and greater than them, those works will we do because he goes to the Father. Well, he went to the Father. So he expects of all those that claim they believe to go and do greater works. And then he says, if you ask me if you're committed to this mindset of doing greater works, you ask me, "Great, um, I will do what you ask because you're committed to do these greater works. And God expects of us to work. We went to very, uh, a lot of scriptures to kind of open up this dialogue. We talked about Ephesians 2.10, how we're created in the good works. We talked about how we are to commit our works unto the Lord so that our plans And our thoughts can be established in Proverbs 16, 3. We talked about Colossians chapter 3, that whatever we do, verse 23, uh, we should do unto the Lord. And then we looked at an example of the Macedonian church who worked willingly because they gave themselves to the Lord and those who were committed to do the Lord's work. Then we also remembered in Proverbs chapter 19 that the works, that God commands of us, glory to God, uh, d- demand that we do it right, that our heart be fixed to do right before the Lord. Amen. Now, in doing that, we established a foundation and we answered uh, what it will take to, be, to achieve these greater works. One, we got to grow to greatness. Because growth makes great. Growth makes great. We grow. And we said we had to embrace God's ultimate designs. We had to embody excellence. And then we had to eradicate the grasshopper mentality. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. Our Old Testament passage for this teaching was Numbers chapter 13. In today's lesson, we're picking up the things graced for greatness. Because we need to hit home that God expects you, God expects me, God expects all of us who are encountered with us to be great. And, and and we are great not only because we say we are, but because we work unto the Lord. And so we talked about how work is mentioned 689 times in the Bible, and that, that we as believers must learn to work before the Lord. Now here God was giving them the promised land in Numbers chapter 13, our Old Testament passage. And in that in that particular passage, I love it because you would think they would come back with a great report being that they went into the land in 540 days and then get caught or capture. But their mentality was, even though we went in there, we brung back some grapes, we brung back God's best, we still weren't adequate. Because their mentality from the onset wasn't correct. They were used to being, things being handed to them, but they didn't believe they had the capability of taking taking the, seizing the moment. Amen. And so in order for us to really advance in the God's best and what He has for our lives, we have to resolve uh um, we have to first of all we have to remove our forms of poor work ethics. We have to work. While it's day, we have to work unto the Lord and work for the greater good. But we also have to resolve to be the best and know our roles, meet our goals, and stay in control. But then we have to release ourselves to this greatness. And that's what Joshua and Caleb did. They commanded uh, uh, the difference. They called themselves to co- courage by looking at the challenge as something that could be overcome. And then they also rejected the erroneous concepts of the evil spies. What was we do to break out and be great? These are things that we can do. Number one, we can seize the moment. Just like Joshua and Caleb did. Seize the moment. Glory to God. And, and not only that, we can engage uh, or we can strengthen unity among the faith because the Bible mandates that we as believers, as Christians, work together. Remember I talked about the universal purposes of men? The unique purpose was to find out our unique abilities that God has given us from birth. Then to unite and work with others, the united purpose, the united work with others for the greater good. That's what Matthew 5 talks about. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. But not only that, we must also have a universal purpose, which is ultimately to glorify God. Don't you realize, beloved, that you working as unto the Lord and you achieving what God wants you to do in life, Ultimately gives him glory. It keeps yourself in, in keeping yourself in sync with God's will for your life makes the difference in the world for you ultimately achieving life's prize. And that is glorifying God with abundant living. You know, the world has alternatives for your, your way and manner of life. They want to teach you how to live contrary to the things of God. But God has called you out of darkness and placed you in the marvelous light so that you can achieve not only just sufficient works, but greater works. Glory to God. So I'm challenging you today to. I'm challenging you today to seize the moment. Strengthen the unity among the faith, but thirdly also set a greater stage for the next generation. Amen. Set another stage for the next generation. Now I'm primary in passage for grace for the grace for greatness is found in John chapter twenty one or Luke chapter five. But before we get to that, I want to go to point number four. Engage the culture as grace changes. Grace is a supernatural reflection of God's nature at work in you and on you. Let me give you that definition of grace again. Grace is a supernatural reflection of God's nature at work in you and on you. Why do I say this? Because the grace of God helps us achieve the plan of God. And these things are are grace in those who are committed to do the works of God. Because God wants us to do grace. And like I told you, the world will present to you an alternative. And some of us have have really done a disservice to our children and to this generation because they have not experienced the, the the blessedness of operating in God's grace for their life. You know, they go to school and they don't really identify their unique, universal, and united purposes. So then they go to college and they get indoctrinated with all erroneous worldly secular concepts that don't help make a difference. And then when it comes to setting a greater stage for generations after them, they have no clue. They just live about themselves, selfishness in the generation, cuts off this, this grace of abundant living that God has provided because God always has the big picture in mind. So there are three things that grace does. Number one, it signifies God's sovereign approval, that God is with us, if God be for us, who can be against us. For by grace ye are saved through faith. Not, not that any man should boast, it is a gift of God. So it signifies, number one, God's approval. And then it also strengthens us for the task at hand. Remember when Paul was dealing with the thorn in his flesh, which was a spirit to buffet him from Satan? God said to him, God wasn't saying, oh, just deal with it. You know, God was saying, no, I've empowered you. I've given you strength to deal with those spirits that they can't alter or stop you from the course of life that you have. My grace is sufficient for my strength. Glory to God. He says is made perfect in meekness. So as long as he received the grace of God, his strength was available to him. But also, grace shines a light on a, on what real success is all about. Real success is all about. So in establishing. Uh, or, or, or engaging the culture as a grace changer, what we're allowing the Lord to do in us is to let our lives be the light. We live in a way that glorifies God, Matthew 5, verse 16. We live above reproach. We live a life in excelling greatness, right? But then not only do we let our life be our light, We also let our words be seasoned. We learn the power of words because works are a product of words enacted upon. We learn the power of words. We limit loose lips and we lift our language to faith. For without faith it's impossible to please God. Anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Right? Now, not only do we do this, not only do we let our life be a light, or let our words be seasoned, we lift our language to faith, um, but we let our contribution of change be the missing link. Why? God needs you. God needs you in this present age. He needs you so you can find ways to create change, focus on qualities, frame strong networking habits, forge lasting friendships, and fade in someone else's greatness, because it's just not about you. In doing that, then we can also establish a legacy that cannot be denied. Why? Because it's transferred from one grace to another grace. The grace of living from life to life. We should always be seeking to imprint someone else's life. Because Christ did it for us. See, when we talk about leaving a legacy and establishing a legacy that cannot be denied. Legacy is a deposit from one generation to the next. And this is in the context marks the generation for greatness. Legacy locates a clear message that can yield perpetual results. And this is the big picture, a spark of change that can be applied in the lives of others that exceed in the results that follow. Legacies only last when they're valued by the people that characterize the greatness that it has. And this is a direct reflection of godliness, Christ in them, doing greater works. So that's the message. I hear the Lord reminding us of Luke chapter 5, verse 4. Cast your nets down on another side. Go into the deep waters for a catch. You've been toiling all night and day. You didn't catch anything. You've been toiling all night and day. Doing it your way. But I have a greater plan in mind. I have a picture that's bigger than what the world has to offer. If you, if you cast your nets, those fish that you were looking for, Peter, those fish that you were looking for with those who were with Peter, are right where you are. The difference is not necessarily in the distance or the space. It's just right on the other side. Ain't it lovely to know that Christ stands there waiting right on the other side so that we can have the opportunity to see those nets burst. See, out of all those other men, and I'll close with this, out of all those other men, Peter, left everything he had, and followed Jesus. Then men stayed with those fish. It didn't even matter. Because if I could get with a person that could leave a legacy like this, fish will be my least concern. Let's establish this grace for greatness. And let us endeavor to resolve to have greater works. Amen.
1: When I lift my hands in worship, I get lost. Him, I don't ask Him for anything, I just honor Him, for I praise Him for what He's done, and I worship Him for who He is. My everything When I lift my hands And worship I get lost In Him I don't ask Him For anything I just honor him for I praise him for what he's done, and I worship him for who he is. He is my best friend, he is my head. How to worship and bless His name, Zion. You need to learn how to worship and bless His name. There's healing in your worship. When you bless his name. Be afraid.
0: Artist Erica Lynn. Book Erica Lynn and purchase her music at facebook.com forward slash E R I K A L Y N N M U S I C K. Hello there, Urban Glory Radio listeners. This is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaigns. Last May of 2014, we launched a music association that you, if you're not already a part, you must become a part of our community. You will receive not only information about how to go about your career as a music professional or an arts professional, various arts, not just limited to music, but various arts, of liberal arts. You mm-hmm. want to definitely be a part, be connected within this association. With the vision that there is the mission that there is with this association everything you need concerning your music and arts career you will have and have access to imagine a million of you behind you supporting you in your career and ministry That's what you will receive at UGMA. Go right now to Facebook.com on your mobile device or on your computer, Facebook.com forward slash Urban Glory Music Association. Like the page, and you'll see a link there to apply. Click on the application. It will just get general information from you.